Firstly, thank you, Vaita, for giving me opportunity to interview you for my YouTube channel and podcast. Yeah, it's 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 pleasure. Thank you for reaching reaching me out. <clears throat> I thought to tell about uh, you and the work that you are doing to my audience. Sorry. Uh, I thought to tell about you and the work that you are doing to my audience and your work experience to my audience. Okay, thank you. Yeah, it's a, well, it's it's fun to connect with people all around the world and and doing a interview like this. It's uh, it's uh, I don't know. It's it it's just uh, great to meet new people in, in this way also. And I see you are you have a very different kind of a weather there than what we have. We still have snow outside. Uh, it's cold. Water's frozen, and and you are there standing outside in your t-shirt. Yep. <laughs> so before talking about uh, you, can you please introduce yourself to my audience? Okay. Uh, hello, everyone. My name is Vesa Nopanen. But like almost every Vesa in Finland, please do call me Vesku. That's a very common nickname we use and go. And that's also perhaps a bit easier in, in this uh, global communications as well. And uh, yes, I was born in Finland and almost, I don't know, almost 50 years ago. So I'm getting old and <laughs> old and grumpy, I could say, or, uh, in that way. But uh, hey, I have lived in Finland all my life. And um, as I al already we talked, it was it's still uh, winter outside. There's still snow. It's cold. Some crazy people go and ski, but um, uh, as an IT person, yeah, I prefer just working on my computer and in the metaverse. But um, uh, I'm a kind of um, got my education in the field of automation technology, but uh, basically I've been working on ICT all my life, almost almost 30 years in the ICT business for now. And uh, so it's it's been quite a ride. I've been in different roles throughout my history and ended up as a consultant. That's what happens when you go and jump around between different domains and areas of tech. You, you gather up general knowledge enough and, and being a kind of a generalist or kind of a thinking about the technology and, and seeing the future. I think that's the kind of a very important or interesting part on my work. So I'm, I'm kind of a very happy what kind of steps I have taken throughout my life. So I have ended up here and, and doing that the work I'm doing now. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. Sorry, yes, yes, I have a family, a few kids, and so on. So it's it's just a, not just a loner life. And on the hobby side, I think my I think I'm picking up again some gaming uh, with PlayStation again, hopefully with Xbox at some point of time. And uh, I had a kind of a in my young, young younger years I loved gaming, but then it kind of a went to the side, and and yeah, but uh, kind of getting older and grumpy. That's when you pick up the solo games and, and start playing again. So I, I guess that's kind of circle of life as well. But hey, it's it's fun. But it's it's all about work and life balance. It's just not about doing work all the time because it wouldn't be a good for your mental health or anything else. So you're from Finland? Yes, I'm from Finland and yeah, I have I was born here and I have lived here, so I haven't lived up abroad at any point of time, uh, at least not so far. 
so so you are working as a principal consultant so what exactly your work is i i'm working as a principal consultant for future modern uh, future modern work and also for the metaverse so what i'm basically doing i'm working as a trusted advisor in various things i'm kind of a visionist evangelist on about what's going to happen what's the change going to be hybrid world hybrid work how it's going to change how we are going to be changing in the future and of course how the metaverse metaverse is going to change this so i'm kind of uh, thinking ahead and consulting customers about the upcoming change but the modern work is still there for example microsoft teams that's a really big part of my daily work as well so going through and, and think about working preferably with cxos at customers they are thinking about the roadmap, thinking about how to best use the solutions that are available, how to best utilize Microsoft Cloud as overall to, to get to get their business kind of business processes online and, and kind of a, uh, developing productivity and, and just concentrating on how to drive their business forward as well. So it's kind of a upper cloud uh, feeling sometimes you are you are not necessarily thinking about uh, the current day or the current solutions, but then you will get sudden drops and, and uh, get grounded when, when you have kind of everyday problems, because the reality is as much as I like to think about the future, but most of the people are still, they, they won't be there for a while. So when you think about the everyday challenges, everyday routines, solutions need to be addressing those. But it is very important to think ahead uh, on the companies on the CXO side so they can plan where they are going and how they are going to uh, progress uh, and, and how they can prepare for all kinds of sudden changes. In past two years, we have seen so many changes we didn't think that would be even possible. So, so you help. Uh... You help uh, companies uh, in uh, using the cloud, the uh, Microsoft cloud uh, services. At the same time, you will uh, uh, you will tell about uh, what technology is going to be in uh, future. Yeah. Uh, in the, yes, uh, you could say that the Microsoft cloud is is basically contains all the all these parts as well because. Uh, as a Microsoft partner, uh, we are relying on their services and we trust their services, we trust the security part, of course, but you also have to be kind of a realistic about, about things. But, but with the, uh, we are telling them how they can best utilize the cloud, or my, and Microsoft Cloud especially, uh, and, and how it will align with their business. And there are lots of, uh, or huge amount of components and features and solutions that you are already using of course and, and they, can, they can utilize that but also i will also talk about the future technology and metaverse is something like that's going to do big changes the needs and challenges that come from the hybrid work that's one thing and of course how the future is changing in the next 10 years that's going to be huge satya nadella the ceo from microsoft stated that uh, that basically we are going to be seeing more digital transformation during the next 10 years than we have seen in the past 40 years. And I have been in, in the ICT business for um, about 30 years. So and it was 
very, very rudimentary in the beginning. We, we of course, there was a digital transformation and digital processes, but not even close on this level we are right now. Uh, if you think about or try to imagine what was the life 30 years ago, what was the technology back then? What we are doing now is, is the sci-fi of that time. We, we would be living in, in a kind of science fiction fantasy there, thinking about all the resources and tools we have available. And when the pace is already accelerating, everything is going faster and faster forward. And and people are going to have a hard time catching up as well. Technology will make things easier, but it's going to provide also challenges. And when the pace is accelerating, we are going to be seeing huge changes in the next during the next 10 years. And just thinking about that, where we will be there, if we just think about that in uh, 30, 40 years ago, what we do now was just pure science fiction. And uh, in 10 years, we just have to think of and start imagining what the science fiction looks like now. And, and that's quite mind blowing, I have to say. It, it's uh, something, it's not easy to, or I don't want to just believe it. I, I want to see how, how things are going and how they will reflect to the reality. But, but the thing is that just thinking about the awesome things that we are going to see, it's, it's huge. And yeah, I, I'm a sci-fi fan, so that, that's one of the things that's why it resonates with me. I loved cyberpunk, I loved uh, Star Trek, I loved everything about sci-fi and the sci-fi and futuristic genre. So, so that's why it's really amazing to kind of be in this world at the moment. Seeing, for example, the metaverse and, and the cyberspace, whatever it was 30 years ago, as a fantasy basically pure fantasy. And we are starting to take steps there. We have persistent worlds where we can join this uh, uh, meetings in augmented reality, for example. It's it's still on the high-end side. It's not for everyone, but during the next 10 years, that's the big change because we are seeing this becoming more routine, becoming more everyday. It will have business opportunities and, and businesses need to be in the metaverse because otherwise they won't exist in the future. I don't know how you feel about um, uh, the, the companies in the web uh, these days. If a company doesn't have a website or a Facebook page, does it exist? <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that's the kind of the funny thing. Uh, of course they exist, but People don't know about them. You only have a very close inner circle who's utilizing those services. Like a, it's a very local service, but but in a, in a kind of global sense or even regional sense, if the company doesn't have web pages, they don't tell anything about themselves into social media. They are not in the internet. People don't know about them. They don't apply to work for them. They 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 don't see them as interesting. And that's what is what's going to happen in the metaverse. Because yeah, at some point of time, we are going to be seeing the same thing. If the company is not in the metaverse, does it really kind of exist? If you can't connect, contact the customer service through metaverse, you can't talk to their bots or you can't talk to their AI there or some other part. That, that's going to be the case. 
And at that date, it's going to be very natural. Now it seems like a sci-fi, but, uh, but it's going to be there faster than we think, because the world is accelerating in these chains and things are happening so far. We wouldn't even think about the situation in, for in, in Ukraine uh, a few months ago. Some people had a vision of that, but like uh, it most for most of us, it was just kind of taking us off guard. Something big happens and it can happen again, like things we don't know what's going to happen. And the companies need to kind of start thinking about how can they can be more agile, how they can be more flexible, how they can answer all those needs. And that's about the acceleration of uh, change as well. Uh, was it about my role as a principal consultant? Not necessarily uh, that much, but uh, that's all these things are involved. So, so I'm kind of uh, taken the role of being a metaverse lead in our company and, being, and talking about the metaverse to customers and, and kind of starting to them to see what's going to happen, why this is important. This is still on the early steps. But of course, as I said, uh, there's still the modern uh, work part because, hey, we need to work as well. We have more normal projects. We have, for example, how do you utilize Microsoft Teams as a platform? How do you create bots? How do you create process automation? Uh, how do you create business processes that are part of this digital transformation? So you are making things easier for users. There's so many options available in the modern work. And even if you just look at the Microsoft Cloud only, that there's huge number of things available, but not everyone in the, every company is going to use them all because that would be overwhelming. They need to find you those ones they want to use and, and they need to find the services and things they need that will have benefits for people and the organization. And, and combine their business processes to those and then start making it easy for users as well. So what I really like about my work is I don't have a similar day ever. I, 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 this is changing all the time. You could say my work is chaotic. Yes, it's kind of chaotic. I'm, I'm kind of chaotic as myself. I want to multitask too easily and I'm very interested about to drop into new things and learn about new things. And, and see how they will fit in this big picture or big puzzle, what's going to happen in the future. So, so you are being the witness for the change that happened in the technology from last uh, uh, 30 years. Yeah, I, I have seen uh, what, what's happening because I've been working in the ICT for almost roughly 30 years. 20, I think I, it was 26 years since I got my first uh, stable work as a, as a software developer in a company. So I was writing code at that time with C++ and, and uh, working as uh, working on a project building um, uh, industrial system for a paper mill, paper mill. How they are processing the orders, how they are kind of uh, connecting to the manufacturing part and, and so on. And it was very, very different times back then. But when you think how, how you are writing code, how you are generating those applications and, and lots of things have required a huge amount of work back then. And, uh, and it's, it's uh, like computer power was one thing. 
if you made something too complex, they didn't have power to run it. And so you had to also think about optimizing and, and thinking about the user interface because we didn't have all those touch screens, at least not in every device. They were very expensive. So it's it's been very interesting to see all this, seeing how the internet kind of took over. Everybody is connected now. Uh, back in 90s, you had to use the dial-up modem or ADSL. And, and uh, so it has been a very, very different world. When I got my first computer at home, when my parents bought that, that was a MSX Spectra video, uh, 86, uh, on the 1986. So I was writing basic, basic code. And, and, so, and uh, those games that looked like very fun at that day, and when you look at something like that now, okay, this is where uh, there has been lots of chains. Uh, recently, uh, so it's it's fun to see how much has happened. Now we are using smartphones. We are you are recording this interview using your smartphone, and you are on the other side of the world. This is uh, the this video calls. There was something we saw in movies. Or did you drop out? just when we talked about the technology. Yeah, we are connected. <laughs> okay, so you're, so you're back. Uh, your video is still loading. Ah, okay. So it's a, still, we still don't have 5G all over the world, <laughs> the perfect connectivity, so there's some work to do uh, on the infrastructure side. But I think that's, uh, that's a big thing. Uh, yeah, that's also e very easy to forget. Uh, living in Finland, we've had a very good connectivity on the internet for, I don't know, 12, 20 years, more or less. So, so we've gotten uh, better and better on mobile devices. We've been able to use them. And then when you go to some other countries. But yeah, it's it's a which it's just also the important important to remind uh, it's important reminder and important to remember that not everyone is going to have that perfect connectivity all the time and that's something that's going to happen in the metaverse side as well because it's assuming that perfect connectivity or more or less everybody is online all the time in a virtual world so how that's going to be managed that's one of the big things. Perhaps we get better uh, networks all around the world, but then we have to remember that there are huge amount of people who don't have uh, kind of latest modern technology available at the, and, and how they are going to be there, how they are going to be part of that, all the, all the new metaverse side. So there are lots of questions we can't answer yet, but uh, it's also something when we talk to businesses, because it's the same thing. Businesses are global. People are working in, in, a, in a global in a hybrid environment. So we have to think about the ways and practices, also how we are getting the best out of all these situations. So what is Metaverse and uh, how it is uh, contributing and uh, helping uh, the world to solve problems? Okay, uh, now that's an interesting question. What is metaverse? And you ask from 10 people and you will probably get 10 different answers. 
But I, I think uh, the metaverse is a digital extension to our real world, our physical world. It's basically a digital virtual world. And uh, you are connecting the physical re real world to, to kind of uh, to that world with some signals. So you are overlapping these two worlds together. So whatever is happening in the physical world will be kind of a it will it will have at least some kind of digital win in the metaverse. It may be just about some metrics you are bringing to the real world, or it may be just something you are doing actually in the in the physical world that's going to be reflected uh, to the virtual side. And also, uh, it's connecting people uh, from the virtual world uh, to the physical one. So, so you are overlapping these spaces together and moving the relevant information back and forth. You could say that uh, in the real world, we are going to be seeing more and more that we have AI everywhere. We have our phones, we have our assistants. So, so we have more technology all around us all the time. And, and we are going to be using that technology to help us in the real world. It may be, uh, if you think about people with disabilities, I think some of the great things are uh, that, that you have devices that can create you kind of an audio image around you. Microsoft has been experimenting with that, so that's why I'm going to put that. So there are, uh, they are reading, using sensors to read your surroundings and then bringing you the information. Perhaps it needs to be on the digital side, perhaps it's augmented reality, or perhaps it's just collecting the visual information and telling you more about the environment. So, so you can use the AI and kind of a continuous computing to help you in the real world. Or, and one of the business examples, I think the most common one is going to be the hybrid meetings. So, so you have people in the meeting rooms in different locations, and then you have people in the virtual meeting rooms who are working from home, who are coming from other offices, from some other places. So they are bringing that, uh, making, enabling them to work together in the metaverse. So bringing that physical meeting room information, for example, the whiteboard. People are drawing to the whiteboard in the physical uh, meeting room, really getting that information in a digital format to the digital attendees. Take and work on the same whiteboard and taking that back. That's, by the way, happening already today if you have the right devices. So you can do that. You have digital whiteboards you can use. And that's, in a sense, it's kind of a very simple way to say, OK, that's a metaverse tool because you are connecting the physical world to the virtual one. But when you think about the businesses, more about the why it's a big opportunity, well, one of the things is that uh, it's going to make things easier for us. We don't always want to show our video image. For example, we have bad hair day, whatever, and or perhaps we have some disabilities, and we want to have, highlight a certain kind of image of ourselves. Perhaps we want to express ourselves in a certain manner. I could be my avatar could be wearing a suit, and uh, but uh, for example, and uh, or or in the other meeting it would be a T-shirt. But but thing is that. Uh, it kind of works as a shield, so you can get more people involved. And and when it's kind of a one barrier, it's not a barrier, but kind of a shield there that's protecting you from some parts. 
you could be joining the call. Perhaps you are to only talking there. They don't really see what kind of a what do you have on, on the face or something else because your avatar is kind of representing you in the digital world. And I think that the diversity and inclusion part is important and because it's enabling us to be more productive when we are enabling everyone to be included. We are getting more ideas, more new ideas. And when you are in the metaverse, for example, in the innovation or in, uh, workshop, you are coming up with something new. These avatars from uh, can be in the same virtual room, while the people are in different countries. We might be doing this in a metaverse. Instead of having these video images, we, our avatars would be representing us, so-called digital twins. And you could be working on the whiteboard together. We could be moving objects. We could be doing something like, so we are crossing that distance between physical spaces when we are doing that in a one virtual world. We have seen this in games. We, we know about, we have seen how awesome they are, how immersive they can be. And, and that's one of the key things, I, I think that the immersiveness is going to make us kind of forget that we are far away from each other and we are just working together towards the common goal. That sounds like Microsoft Teams, yes. But then there are, other metaverses, of course, like um, people like to think about, uh, uh, I forgot the game name, um, and it's going to come back, but uh, it's an online game, and, and when, when lots of people are meeting together and, and they are playing, but they are also doing concerts in there. You be, uh, companies are doing advertisement in there. They can have a presence in that game metaverse. In that sense, it's not the full metaverse if you depending on the definition, but the idea is going to be the same. So when these companies are going to be in those public metaverses, they will have perhaps they will they will create a kind of a virtual office there. They will create a virtual office for customers. So you can go there, you can learn about them. You learn about the company, you can learn about the products, you can learn about the services, you may be ordering something there, or you are asking questions from the AI in there. It might be a bot or avatar, it doesn't matter. Or So just like you are now asking questions from a Facebook bot or Facebook customer service, they, they are going to be there and, and providing services. Of course, the uh, NFTs and, and, and all that metaverse stuff is going to be there because people want to show off and, and own something uh, in a virtual world as well. There, there are, that's a kind of huge topic. What I'm doing in my work is, of course, I'm concentrating on the business and enterprise side, how the organizations are going to be using the metaverse, how it's going to help organizations to work better together, how they are collaborating with their partners, how they are collaborating with their customers, how they are bringing business processes there. So, for example, uh, some of the good examples are process automations. And it's kind of fun because I started my career in process automation part, in paper mills and, and, and all that factory side. And now the circle has completed again. And I'm thinking about that uh, these digital wins are making perfect sense and, and they are going to be heavily used in the process automation because you can visualize your whole, whole factory to the metaverse 
and you can run simulations compared to the history and, and kind of uh, see how the process flows, where are the bottlenecks. You are getting all that sensory information. The process automation has been doing that for, I don't know, uh, 70 years. They've been, they, they started doing that on the 1960s, uh, if not earlier, uh, whenever computers were at least somehow utilizable, because they needed the information. Uh, during 80s and 90s, they run simulations already. So, so they, they are in a very good position to start using the metaverse. Then it starts with digital twins, and, and they are creating, basically replicating the physical world and all the variables to the digital counterpart. So you can, uh, for example, do the simulations, kind of do scenarios. Okay, if we do these changes, how it's going to change our business? And you will get quite good or relevant uh, estimates what's going to happen. So you can do lots of those things in the, in the metaverse before applying them to the physical world. And um, then something else that's uh, very important scene that's going to happen is the onboarding and training. Uh, going to the location, having the in-person training is expensive and it takes time, it takes arrangements. If you can do those trainings in the metaverse and, and people can kind of have the immersive environment, so they are seeing what's around them. They are learning how to drive a fork truck, for example. They are learning how to use devices, how, how to maintain those computers, how to tune paper mill, paper mill uh, factory parts, something else. So, so that's a very cost efficient way to start learning and bring that part there as well. I could talk hours about the metaverse. I know it's that's a very passionate topic of mine. Oh. Do metaverse is going to replace the physical presence of a human being? No. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very short answer because uh, it's going to add or extend things. We are we are physical beings. We have we have uh, humans have been tuned to have physical contacts. And and you can't replicate that fully. Of course, some individuals. Well, they are playing game uh, kind of uh, in, in the virtual world already a lot. Uh, perhaps some people don't even want to see others. Uh, it's the Finnish population or something like that. But, uh, but that's, that's the thing that we are needing both. We are needing the metaverse and hype for the flexibility. We are needing that to save costs. We are going to be needing that to drive businesses forward. But we are still needing the face-to-face -face meetings, we are needing that innovation as well. It's going to reduce our need to travel. It's going to reduce our need to kind of do things synchronously all the time and then kind of pace our days differently. If, when, you, when you kind of get grips, how you can start to use that technology to your advantage. Uh, cloud services already reduce the mental and the physical effort of human beings. And uh, and also save a lot of money and uh, save a lot of physical uh, uh, no need to have physical infrastructure for the companies and uh, making things uh, easier and uh, and uh, faster. So can I say metaverse is going to replace even the cloud services? 
Uh, it's going to replace what? Sorry. Uh, cloud services. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, Metaverse is basically built on cloud. It uh, cloud services are what's are going to drive the metaverse. Uh, I don't think our 2D internet is going to be replaced either. You can think about it as an extension there. Some sites, maybe the Web3, whatever, uh, probably are going to have more features like that. And it's going to kind of build on extensions and make it more multidimensional uh, in, in lots of sense, not just in 3D, but uh, on, on you will have different layers and ways how you connect and, and how you work. For some people, reading the text is more efficient. For some people, uh, listening to the uh, audiobook is better. For some people, checking the video is better. But we are very visual persons, so most of us. So when we are visualizing the data, uh, it's going to be more easier for some people. Some people like to read the raw data or, or raw reports. So we are very diverse beings. And, and that's the one thing that in this pandemic uh, era, we have been kind of um, perhaps pushed. Uh, kind of not everybody was uh, was able to kind of to attune to this one because things changed very fast and uh, they had to rely on this, for example, on remote work only. So that's kind of one way to do things and you don't have the choice. So, so when you have Metaverse, you have Web3, you have kind of different choice. Okay, this one, this approach works for me better. That's how we're going to be using that. And I think what I really love about Microsoft Teams and Mesh for Teams is that you will be able to join these Metaverse meetings, but you don't need the hardware. Uh, earlier in this call, we, we talked about, I, I talked about that not everyone is going to have the chance to get that technology. So if you have a device where you can join these 2D calls, you can use that to join a Metaverse meeting. You don't need the headset. You don't need to buy that one. Or uh, if you have a headset, you have an immersive experience. But I think most of the people are going to be joining through the 2D world because uh, even if they had the money to buy the headset, they don't necessarily want to use it because who wants to use, uh, well, if it would be classes like this, it would be easy, but uh, it's it's not that it's it's a big headset, at least during these days. So, uh, which industries and what are the industries that are going to get benefit because of Metaverse in the society? Uh, sorry, uh, benefits from Metaverse in society. Uh, what was the first part? Uh, which we, what are the industries? What are the industries that are going to get uh, benefit because of this technology called metaverse in the society, in in the world? Um, in the world, I think the biggest uh, kind of um, I might have missed a bit of your question, but it doesn't matter. Um, I think the uh, biggest... uh, I'll repeat. I'll repeat. I'll repeat the question. Yeah, okay. So uh, you understand the business thing. Uh, 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 in, the, in the world. So, which industry? What are the industries that are going to get benefit because of this metaverse? Ah, okay. Uh, there's going to be a big number of industries. Uh, we already know that, the, for example, car manufacturing industry is using that. 
they already have digital twins of the cars in, in phones. Uh, I had a colleague, I have a colleague who's uh, telling that, okay, his Audi has a kind of digital a twin information in his phone, so he can get, connect to that information. So we know Tesla is giving a lot of control through their mobile app, for example. So they are using a lot of that technology. Process automation like factories are going to be using big things are using that. But then there are some uh, some like uh, Nike and Adidas very also creating a brand in the metaverse side. So they are going to create those collectibles or you can buy their virtual uh, clothing, virtual boot, uh, shoes, something else. So your metaverse avatar can wear. So it's going to be hitting a lot of industries. Uh, some other parts is going to be the healthcare because how we are meeting people, how's the remote clinics are going to be, be um, uh, working, how the remote assistant is going to be. Uh, repairman can use the repair, uh, one expert that, uh, that can oversee the whole country, for example. They, the expert doesn't have to travel, but in the metaverse, that person is close there. That's already available with Microsoft HoloLens, for example. So, so there are lots of industries that are going to be used. I think the travel industry or our uh, tourism is going to be also the one. I had an interesting webinar about the metaverse and, and one of the questions was about the tourism. And uh, at that time, I had a, a bit different kind of answer, but when I thought about it more, it's going to be interesting when we are going to start seeing virtual tourism. And uh, of course, perhaps how it's going to change our ways, how we decide what we buy. For example, buying a new car, you might want to get to know the car in the metaverse first. Or when you are booking up a hotel reservation, you may want to see the hotel and the site in the metaverse first. So instead of having just some pictures here and there, you may go there virtually and experience yourself and think, okay, this is something I can use. Perhaps you have disabilities you need to take account into, so you want to check out, okay, is this hotel suitable for me? Or some resort. So there are, I think it's going to span huge number of these uh, industries. Financial industry will be able to create those meetings uh, in the metaverse. They are probably going to have these virtual offices. Uh, of course, there are questions uh, that's stopping us doing it today, more or less. Uh, one of those uh, questions is the, who is that person? How do you verify the identity? How do you verify the avatar? identity. And uh, so there's going to be some pieces of technology that will go along with that. But it will be something that's going to hit lots of industries. But as a recap uh, from your question, manufacturing industry is going to be one of those maintenance side, healthcare, uh, those are really uh, big ones. So, what is world without metaverse and what is world with metaverse? World without metaverse. Do we anymore? Do we have a world without metaverse anymore? Uh, if you think about the metaverse as only as an immersive space, then, well, you don't have that much yet. But I think the metaverse is about connecting the physical world to the digital one. 
all, all the signals. We are we all have mobile phones, basically everyone. <laughs> or most of the people in the world have some kind of a communication device with them all the time. So so we are always connected to the virtual world in one way or the other. And and I think that's a very crude way to say about the, it's a metaverse. But I think every signal we are getting together, that's the word uh, with the metaverse. So you could say it's a connected world. So uh, you and me having a coffee in real and physical as a per in, in person in a place or uh, having a conversation or uh, exchanging uh, some physical things uh, being in a in a physical place. So the energy that is passing between you and me is completely different from the uh, energy that comes uh, if, I if me interacting with you uh, in the form of a metaverse. So how do you say this energy uh, can can this also uh, can be created by we as a technologist and uh, going to make uh, the world feel the same that without a physical uh, presence? I, I, I think I'm going to give you a consultant answer. It depends. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's a kind of joke also, but, uh, but it really depends on the thing. Uh, when you have the synergy in the real world, I don't think anyone can, any virtual thing can go over that. But, um, but you can also have bad, you know, kind of bad wipe and, and depending on how we would feel there. And, uh, and in some cases, doing the virtual, uh, virtual meeting, it can give you almost that much. But of course, when we would be doing something uh, like drinking coffee together and, and talking there with something like that. It, it's really quite impossible or at least extremely hard to replace in the virtual world. So, so the face-to-face -face meeting will always have more, I think more value in that sense. But the thing is that how much the metaverse, how close the metaverse is going to be. And, and replicating those feelings because I've had great meetings uh, with people. We have a conversation now, but, but I have so many great meetings, uh, online meetings with people, and they can also give very, very good vibes because uh, you are really feeling connected to those people. So, and, and just thinking about that, we have people coming together. We can come together weekly from different areas of the world. But in order to meet weekly together from different continents of the world, it's it's very impossible or you are traveling a lot and it's going to be, of course, exhausting. So so I think it's it's kind of a thing that you have to choose. When do you want to meet face to face and when the virtual meetings are better? But uh, and, and I think that's the goal, because this is not something you choose one and drop the other. This is something like when you combine things and, and, and start to think, okay, what's the best practice here and, and what why it is needed? Uh, I have a presentation I'm going to give to uh, some customers in a uh, in couple of weeks, and that's one of the rare face-to-face uh, -face presentations. So I'm going to be on site talking to the room of people. I had that experience last uh, year, in uh, late last year in Germany, in Dusseldorf. Uh, at the um, conference. 
So I was talking to the room, room of people. And that's very different than doing it online because you have different way to see things and different cues and, and stuff. But, but I think from that trip, the best was, of course, connecting with people in real life. You are able to, uh, hand, uh, well, you could hand, do hand much handshakes because of COVID, but uh, you were able to kind of meet people and, and interact with them in a physical world. And it's, it's really great because after two years, you're just doing online meetings, then it's really refreshing. And, and the thing is perhaps that we need to have a bit of change all the time. We don't want to just do online meetings. We don't want to just do physical meetings, most likely. We don't want to do just immersive metaverse meetings. We are going to be doing different kinds of meetings, so, so we are not getting that much meeting fatigue either. So you have to think about the practices what, which one works the best for which occasion. Uh, are we using metaverse in space technology? In space technology? Um, if, if you think about the connecting the physical world with the virtual one, then in, in a sense, yeah, they, they have, even in the lunar trips, they, they have, or moon flights, they had lots of sensory information coming from people and coming from the spacecraft and everything. Uh, but they, you couldn't say that as a metaverse. But uh, in space, probably, yeah, well, why not? It would make sense. For example, if you send a probe to other planet, why wouldn't you? There's a lot of sensory information. So you get that information back to Earth and uh, you could should have that metaverse around that uh, probe or, or rover or something else, and you could look around. You could be the rover. You could be in the digital twin of the rover, see things through the ties. Instead of looking those 2D pictures, you might want to see some new perspectives. Or perhaps you will just want to have a kind of a general overview. And, and as the mentioned that uh, visual, because we are visual people, you might want to just bring that information there. So, of course, uh, I think we are going to be seeing that. Uh, so, and if you think about all these autonomous vehicles, they are in the metaverse. They, they, are, in the, they are AIs in the metaverse or, or remote controlled devices. So you also work as a brand uh, ambassador at uh, Rebrandly. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a brand ambassador for uh, Rebrandly in there. Uh, that's a kind of a so-called in, in a way a very champion program they have. They wanted to find some people in the social who are using this service and, and kind of highlight that. That uh, has been on rather low-key on my part, but I, uh, I also use that to use as a kind of short, short or URL service. I, I like that service and that's why I wanted to kind of jump into the opportunity when they offered me. I'm also an F-Point champion. It's not listed in there, so uh, it's a kind of similar partner program. Uh, with Microsoft, I'm a Microsoft most valuable uh, person. So, sorry, most valuable professional, uh, so the, in the Microsoft MVP program. And uh, that means that I have shown my technical expertise 
uh, in the social and, and I've been impacting lots of people with my blogs and presentations and uh, the, uh, in the communities. For example, I'm one of the organizers in the Teams Nation and we have the Teams Nation community conference coming up in one and a half weeks, so 23rd of this month. You should be joining and sharing information about the Teams Nation because 140 sessions about Microsoft Teams, a Power Platform, SharePoint, uh, basically Microsoft Cloud Technologies, including Metaverse. Uh, it's going to be there, 170 speakers. So it's a kind of huge 12-hour conference, and we kick off from yeah, in early morning in Europe. So APAC, uh, India, China, or uh, Australia, or all those parts in the Asia uh, can kind of catch up during the middle or uh, the day or in the afternoon and, and join those sessions there. Then they go to sleep and then join the after party afterwards. But so, so and we last for 12 hours. So people in the Americas uh, can join in basically in our afternoon sessions. East Coast can start joining in our, I think it was 3 p.m. or something like that in the Europe time, 2 p.m. So they can start catching up when they wake up. So there's content basically for everyone. And that's a really fun and great conference to be organizing about. Uh, there's a group of us uh, teams, passionate people who are organizing that one. It's free, it's online, it's all happening on Microsoft Teams, of course. And uh, so, so I think that's one of the part of the, the community. And I think the MVP community is that's the, that has had the biggest impact for me. Being a Microsoft MVP, that I have gotten so many new friends uh, out of there. So that that's really great. So. Sad to say that okay, Rebrandly and and Apple Championship they are they are kind of on 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 low burner compared to the MVP side, but uh, you can catch my, actually catch up my ideas or blogs. I write about teams and metaverse in my mymetaverseday.com. So if you just want to go ahead and read about my my ideas, then please do so. Uh, and also you worked as a principal consultant at uh, InnoFactor Pay for six years in 2013. Yeah, uh, yeah, I worked at InnoFactor Inno before transferring to Sulava into about two and a half years ago. Uh, yeah, the, the six years was interesting time because that's when the Microsoft Cloud really kind of opened up. Uh, it, uh, the Office 365, was uh, came online, I don't know, 2010, but it existed before that, 2011. So during that time, we saw the impact on the social networks uh, for and, and, and enterprise social networks like Jammer and moving from on-premise service to the cloud service. So you starting to use the Microsoft Cloud in the enterprise customers. And, and there are lots of kind of work there. So in there, I concentrated more on the technology side and more on the documents, uh, intranet collaboration uh, in, in the organization and Microsoft Teams came out. And uh, that, that's when I started to work with Teams and thinking about the fair, more like the ways we are working in the future and started to switch my mind towards the future part. And uh, of course, utilizing Teams, how we are working together better than before. So I think Teams was really a big game changer there. 
lots of people say it's just a kind of copy of Slack or something. Uh, but I think because Microsoft Teams is connecting uh, us to work together towards the common goal, it's the hub for work. It's, it contains the documents, conversations, business processes, meetings, callings, everything. And yeah, so it's basically our one-stop uh, shop for work. And, and that's where we get started. Uh, instead of jumping between different tools and different systems, breaking your concentration, and, and uh, that's kind of uh, using Teams, you will be able to do basically almost everything on, on the on the digital work side through that one tool. Great, and also you worked as principal consultant at uh, Business for 10 months, 2012. Yeah, yeah the, the ad business, uh, that part was, uh, the, I joined the ad business and then Innofactor and ad business uh, merged. So it's the same company. So, and, and so basically I had the same role in there. Great, and uh, you also worked as a, uh, at uh, Javardel OE. Yeah, it was uh, during those uh, parts when, um, um, well, that was also steps in the SharePoint side. It, it was steps in the intranet and document management side as well. That was more pre-cloud era. It, it wasn't that much about the cloud. It was still about the more uh, like local local servers and, and that kind of era. But I think if you go through my work uh, work from that, it's uh, when I, I, I kind of reversed this a bit, uh, because when I started as a software developer in uh, 1996, so I, I was working with C++ code and uh, on, on the uh, paper mills and, and in, in that uh, domain. Then I moved uh, to work with the banking and financial industry. I was building the, uh, one of the Finland's first uh, online banking, uh, for example. And so I was still working as a developer, but I was already catching up more on the database side. And then my career, sw career switched more towards the databases. So I was uh, managing, uh, managing and designing the databases and, and a kind of a bringing the information together and, and kind of collecting that. I was working as a consultant as, uh, as well. I, I think I did some code, but uh, not that much. It was usually about how you are building the business processes and I was concentrating on the data. And after that, I, it was quite kind of a part on the uh, business intelligence side that was coming up. And it was still on the very early days and, and thinking about how do you manage larger amounts of data before I switched uh, again to, to, to the next company, basically working on, on the data side and, and managing the databases. So the data has taken our databases almost took me almost 10 years of my career, where a career, career when I was working there and kind of a managing uh, the data structures and, and building the processes to the database side and everything around there. So it was a very different time era and back then. But after that one, I kind of switched totally to the consulting role. So I didn't write database scripts anymore or manage databases. So I kind of uh, started to broaden my experience. 
But every company which I did, it actually has given me new skills, new perspectives, and kind of a ways how you can look at the world. So I, I think it's a I admire some people, people who are sticking to the same company. They are also accumulating things. But for me, I noticed that, okay, for me, it's very good when I switch positions now and then I learn new things and, and kind of being able to grow myself. In an ideal company, you can grow with the company as well. And I hope, of course, that Sulava is one of those. So I can kind of expand my role. For example, I was very heavily on, uh, focusing on teams uh, earlier here at Sulava, but now my focus is switching to is, is more on the metaverse side. So being able to grow and kind of change what you are, what's your kind of passion about and, and do the work around your passion. That's the most kind of a thing that gives you the more, gives you the most. And uh, you also worked as a data architect at Yubo. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, so yeah. Let's not go backwards that list anymore. I was trying to. I was explaining it from uh, from the uh, from the history towards the, towards this day. So yeah, the data architect and, and data administrator, all the database admins and everything like that's that's the kind of uh, things I did uh, during 2000. So I can I can understand uh, most of your uh, work experience is filled with uh, consulting. Uh, yeah, um, that, that's well. In a, in a sense, you end up as a consulting anyway. Uh, when you work for the vendor, you are you might if you are in a product development, then that's that's different. Or you are working in-house uh, people. But when you are working for a consulting company, then you are consulting customers at some point of time. And my role has been I've been a senior for a very long time, so I have been meeting customers and talking about with them about the requirements and, and the products and how they would be using those. So that that's has been always my role. And I have been working with Microsoft technology since around 2000. Uh, I had some other technologies before that. I was working with Oracle. I was working with IBM. I was so, so I've had my share with them, with the others as well. But uh, but I think it was of these companies I chose to work with where I was employed, uh, they were usually Microsoft technology focusing companies. And that has been kind of my uh, interest driver because um, I've seen how much they can help the organizations. If I wouldn't believe that, I would be working for some other technology. Because, I, but the way I see it helps organization how it can help people and that's that's one of the key drivers and of course nowadays my experience is basically uh, built across that uh, stack so it proves that uh, you understand the software side uh, how to code uh, how to create an application how to make uh, that uh, 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 to be very uh, good uh, user uh, using for users to reach uh, maximum number of people i can understand you can create uh, software like that and also you understand the physical infrastructure of uh, it so uh, the physical things of the it and also you worked as a, a communicator and being the mediator between uh, customers and uh, company and uh, uh, making them understand the uh, the, the services and uh, how to connect the services that uh, 
company is providing and uh, how to make a uh, company get benefit and also uh, users get benefit so i can understand uh, you are into all the three communication sites mm-hmm. you communicate with computer and you communicate with human beings yeah people and people and technology and and uh, try to try to tell uh, interpret the signals between in, in in that sense so this huge experience of yours you saw uh, you know diverse people and you saw diverse technologies you saw uh, different ways of uh, making application work you saw uh, errors that happens in computer and errors that happens in business side so how you are uh, this uh, this this uh, industry knowledge uh, uh, you are going to use for metaverse uh, i'm well i'm going to use all my experience and, and imagination to the metaverse because i think uh, of course i learn about new things i want to meet new people i want to i i watch their videos i will um, basically I, i it's a continuous learning environment and especially when you are consultant you need to see the new perspectives you need to kind of a uh, speak with people you need to have a kind of be on the vibe what's happening but also being a bit skeptical about some things and not just kind of saying everything is great but uh, and and that that's happening on the background as well but but i think uh using all that to the metaverse that's one thing but imagination is really important because to the metaverse and what's happening our only limit is in the, our only is our imagination because there won't be limits what we can do of course there are technological limits but i'm not talking about that i'm talking about how you are thinking rethinking businesses how you are rethinking the way we collaborate how we are rethinking the possibilities our imagination can root us too much to the crowd for for example i, th- I think one of the good examples is this that that if we have a meeting or our kind of a team meeting why we, why it wouldn't happen on moon because in, in the metaverse we could be in the moon we could be in mars we could be in saturn it we don't have limits there if if the, if that's what inspire us inspires us or yeah, seeds our innovation or we want to do that in the top of the mountain we or in the underwater we it's just a thing that we have to break uh, away from the traditional thinking there but as as i said a few times it's not for everyone for some people or most of the people they want to see the meeting room because that that's where they are more comfortable so you need to have options you need to have the diversity available for different needs uh like you said uh, there are more companies are going to use uh, like shoe company nike and uh, 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 other companies which are uh, going to get into metaverse so if you are uh, just a human being and uh, you are not connected with the technology you don't you you have no connectivity with the technology you are just a outsider you don't know what is happening in the device any device so what you want from metaverse how it will be useful for you uh if you don't have the connectivity then 
it, it's a kind of a yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, uh, without uh, you, you, you gave uh, answers now as a technologist, as a as a person who is into technology. I want you to answer uh, uh, this as a non-technical person who knows nothing about the technology. How, uh, you know, for your physical body and for your uh, business or for your work that you are doing in regularly, you don't know what is happening in the devices, but you want to use metaverse so what is the thing that helps you uh, in metaverse uh, in your work uh, well in my in my work uh, thinking about well i think all this is in a sense metaverse i'm connected uh, all the time and uh, and i don't have 3d glasses but uh, or headset but i'm still connected to every everyone i work with and I think that's the kind of the big thing to being the connected connectivity. I think that's the really a big thing. And if you are not, if you are just using the stuff, I think ideally for people, it would be that they just use things. They don't think about necessarily the metaverse. They don't necessarily think about the internet too much. They just know that it works. They, they, it's helping us or helping them daily to do their work better. They might be dictating that blog post or they, they are doing podcasts, they are doing videocasts, they are doing metaverse cast in the future. So, so it's it's going to be a very kind of, a, uh, hopefully it's it's more people centric, uh, people first, like, uh, like uh, making it easier. The change of pace is going to make that tough for people but uh, I really hope it's going to make things easier as well when we see, we are seeing that. And uh, but of course, if you are not connected, you don't have the technology, and uh, then the metaverse can leave you an outsider, and that's something uh, that's something people are afraid because and, and it's not fitting to that diversity and inclusion part either because we can't include those who are not there. So what? Uh, what about if they have only the access sometimes? Then things are different. We are working in different time zones. We are already working asynchronously. So we are working in different times. So we might be getting their input. And, and that's the thing is that it's when the metaverse, it's persistent world. It's, it's there. We are giving, putting our impact there. We are doing things there. Uh, I go to lunch, somebody, you join the metaverse, you are putting your stuff in there. I come back from the lunch and I saw what you did. So, so we are still kind of connected where even when we are not doing that synchronously. So I'm bringing that and I hope that's going to be the kind of key to include more or less everyone. And uh, not everyone has an internet access either today. And that's a kind of the issue, of course, they are left out of the, lots of things. And it's not ideal, of course. We, we really need to include everyone. And then there has been very great efforts how you are bringing that connectivity there. But there's going to be different levels, different ways uh, on, on this. And that's a good reminder. And it's a good thing to keep in the mind that uh, that we should consider also those areas if business is working in those regions that where people don't have that much connectivity, they, how do, do they adjust their offering there?
how do they are how they are present there to make it work so uh, what is the future of metaverse uh future of metaverse it's that's that's a kind of question when we are just taking the first steps you need to look at the sci-fi for that what i really wish that we will have holograms we will have something like that but we don't have that technology yet uh, are we going to uh, have the star wars stuff in the future we don't, we don't read uh, star trek stuff we don't uh, I, I can hope, but I think the future of metaverse is is about that we are the the more what we are seeing uh, now is that that we are accelerating the enterprises and businesses are, are going towards the metaverse. They are going to be populating the metaverse. It's going to be a kind of a place that's and an, a kind of virtual place that we are going to be using for our businesses, for our work, for our life to go and, and better. And I think that's that that's going to be the thing we are seeing. The future of metaverse is that it's going to be used. And it's going to be huge. So at last, uh, do you want to say uh, anything uh, to the experts or uh, to the IT people or to the software uh, experts, uh, developers or uh, any uh, who are into IT from anywhere on this planet, do you have anything to say that will help them in uh, making things possible? Um, be curious, always learning, be open-minded, and, uh, and uh, be, uh, read about other people's perspectives. Don't be kind of a narrow-minded there, but kind of see, uh, embrace the possibility that you don't know everything. It happens even with <laughs> with some people, and uh, so, so you just have to be kind of accepting that. Okay, you want to learn, you want to do better, and and you uh, and and you basically want to stay curious and experiment because that's the thing that's driving you forward. Yeah, so you are always curious about what's next. So as a consultant, as a person who is into IT. Uh, for more than 30 years and as a person who saw the change that happened the gradual change and uh, how this technology impacted the world how it made uh, things easier you saw you are the witness so what do you say as an observer as a huge experience experienced person what do you say about my work have you seen any videos of mine on youtube uh, your videos, uh, yeah, I watched uh, a couple before doing this interview, so I, I knew what I was facing, so so to say, and uh, so, but yeah, it's uh, things that have happened. It, it's uh, really uh, that that has been awesome in, in the world, and and of course it's been great to connect with you, and uh, to, to have this possibility for the interview. Thank you for reaching out to me, but uh, I think we are kind of running out of time. And uh, so my world is run through schedules, sorry, <laughs> and through calendar. So, but it was very, very fun and great talking to you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Can I put this video on my YouTube channel with your permission? Yeah, yeah you can put it. And, and let and me know. I, when I... Yeah, I will let you know. Can I also put this audio and video clip on my podcast, website, internet, social media, everywhere with your permission? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, thank you, Vesa. Keep going, keep doing what you love. Yeah, thank you. You too. Because that's the important. Let's follow our passion.
Thank you, sir. Thank you. Bye. Bye.